0: So I get a massive click-through rate from these things, so a very short curiosity grabber pulling people into a picture that's a post on your site.
1: James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. G'day listeners and welcome back to episode 57 of your favorite internet marketing podcast. Freedom Ocean. I am Timbo Reed, and right there over the ocean in Manila is James Shramko. That's me, mate. I catch you out every time, and we're on video
0: this time. Well, I'm watching you pointing at me, and I'm just yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering you're gonna now. True. I've got someone sent me an email the other day, Timbo, and he said that he listens to us while he's jogging, and that we yep. stuff around too much in the beginning. We just ramble about stuff. We don't yep. get to the meat and potatoes fast enough. And he compared mm. it to a couple of other podcasts where they're punchier with the business content. Now I replied back and said, yeah. "Listen, I don't know if you're our perfect audience because I think people liked some of the banter, but I'm not sure. And I don't know yep. if we, sh- you know, I don't know what your take on that is, or if you want to put it out to the
1: audience." Yeah, I, gee, I think that's really interesting. I've got, a, I've got a number of points of view on that. One is that you can go, we, we, and you can go on too much. Not you specifically, but podcasters, I think in general, can go on too much. And I often, when I'm podcasting, both with this show and other, sh- and my other show is, I think about what commercial radio do, you know, and how just how straight to the point they are. Now, I don't like commercial radio, but I also think sometimes podcasters can go the other way and just just blabber because you know we don't have. When producers. you say commercial
0: radio, the, do you mean like FM? Because I know AM, like they've got listeners calling in, and they're they're always very serious and talking about politics and stuff. Yep. But FM, like your mate Jules Lund or whatever, they talk about crap. Yep. They just like it's mostly just ramble and filler. But that's the
1: expectation. Yeah, but that, that's you got to be clear. The expectation of uh, Jules' show on Fox FM, hello Jules, is that it is rambling. I don't know if it, some people would think it's it crap. is. They're pranking and they talk about. Yep. Just weird stuff like dating. That's what and stuff. people expect. People come onto this show expecting to learn and grow their business.
0: Do they though? Are we are we biz, hardcore business or are no. we edutainment? Are we a edutainment? Because here's the thing: you've got a business focused podcast, and I've yep. got a business focused podcast. Aside from this, so I, I directed this guy there. I said, "Hey, yep. you should check out my other podcast or Tim's other podcast." Yeah, because that's where he's like. That's the meat and potatoes
1: stuff. And I, I think, too, and what you're missing, if, if you don't have this kind of banter, this friendly discussion, and hopefully it get, it allows people to engage with us, but it's part of the brand. It's part of that emotional attachment. Yeah. You
0: know? Let's talk about the brand, because we were down at the Freedom Ocean together Eight. recently. We we, were. we swam in the surf, Tim Mate. Part Fish Reed yep. in the Manly Surf. It was yep. quite surreal, just looking across
1: at the waves where I normally go, and there you are. There's the big fella. Yeah, no, we took a holiday for listeners who are wondering what we're talking about. Uh, my family and I went up to Sydney last week for a for a week's holiday, played the full-on tourist and went and visited James uh, at his home in Manly for a day. Fantastic, mate. It was just nice to catch up. You know, it reminded me just we can live in such virtual worlds. I think many listeners here, uh, and you're the first to say, get out, go and train, go and educate, go and learn. Um, yeah, get out, I, get and, out of the house. Absolutely. I mean, a learning from that is like identify one person that you have a really strong virtual relationship with but have never met and somehow arrange to meet them. Maybe they're on the other side of the world and it's not possible, but have a Skype video at least and kind of, you know, eyeball each other. Oh, man. So we're now doing action items. This is cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We also... Uh, we we I I enjoyed uh, the burger that we had, which was like monstrous <laughs> in size. But one of the funny things about that place it's called Moo Burgers, and it's yeah. Remember, I remarked how they make the the feature logo. It's like this cute little cow, but that's what we're eating.
1: We had yeah, a branding yeah, yeah, discussion yeah. around that. We did have a branding discussion. It's like chicken shops that show happy chook, happy chooks in their logo. It's like they're not happy. And <laughs> I got Tim's sorted.
0: theory on. What makes a good restaurant in terms of location?
1: Oh, no, I've got a theory and it needs a name, this theory. It's like the Peter Principle, you know, like you're promoted beyond your level of competence. Well, my theory is, and it was proved wrong with Moo Burgers, but my theory goes that, or principle goes, that the better the location, the worse the food for a restaurant. And I've got a number of examples that I could cite in my hometown, which I won't. But, hey, Moo Burgers was on the third floor overlooking the Manly surf
0: you know like when i think of that location it's not on the ground street front level it's in fact i've walked past it and never noticed it so only your keen mm. Burger spotting eye picked that shop up in between. It's just a little corridor, but between the others, so I would have thought, yeah, it's a great location, but it's actually, you know, it's it's probably not going to cost as much. Three levels up,
1: I've got a. um, I, I love, I love finding little out of the way places. I went and visited while I was in Bondi last week. I went and visited Eugene from Aquabumps who's a previous guest on my other other podcast, and he's got an amazing business. Like, he's rock, the third most popular tourist attraction, according to the Lonely Planet Guide in Sydney, behind the Harbour Bridge and the Opera wow. House, is this guy's little photo gallery. Very quickly, Eugene um, goes down to Bondi Beach from 6 to 8 a.m. every day of the year and takes photos, upload them, uploads them to his website and his Facebook and has an audience in the tens of thousands, and he's got a little gallery in a back street of Bondi not a completely back street it's three streets back you know of Bondi Junk- uh, of Bondi Beach shopping centre and then again and i also find little coffee shops you know that are out of the way and yet they make brilliant coffee and so that goes to my principle of the worse the location, the better the product.
0: Well, I think that makes you know? sense because people, you know, it's not going to survive unless people go out of their way to get there. So it has to be good when you get there. And the people on the, the front strip, they're going to yeah. take you for granted because they're going to get people in all day long.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. And, and And more examples. I mean, I interviewed a guy recently from this business called Common Folk Coffee. And he has set up, he, he, he's leased some space in an old lime warehouse in an industrial estate and, like, it's out of the way. I mean, if you did not know it was there, you would never, ever, ever find it. And he hasn't set it up. For all the factory workers in the surrounding factories, let me tell you, it's a it's a high-end, really interesting coffee roasting house and cafe. And again, you know, you've got to rely on word of mouth and make sure that you have got a, a, just an absolutely sensational product. Well, you asked me where we get a
0: nice coffee that's off the beaten track, and we went into a little hidden alcove. And We did. And, um, I'm going to now, watch me segue this. Here we go. This is about finding out from people who you know and trust what their recommendations are. Which is kind of like the modern role of social media in business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Social
1: media—that's going to be the uh, the guts of today's chat, James. Oh, really? What a coincidence. Yeah, it is. It is a coincidence. You <laughs> Must be looking at our running sheet that we don't have. <laughs> I'm not social media. What are you? Let's talk about yeah. it because it's a massive. It's a massive uh, conversation, and it has a role. It's not going away. I, I don't know about you, but I've been uh, public in saying I have a very much a love-hate relationship with Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and LinkedIn and, you know, some days I love it, other days I hate it. On the balance, I'd probably say, I hate it, <laughs> you know, wish it wasn't there. but it's Yeah, tell me why. What, what causes you I, I to I think say it's that? onerous. I think once you're in, you've got to be in. Um, I hate the thought of someone going to any of my social media channels to find that they haven't been updated recently, whatever recent may mean. You know, it used to be, you know, within hours, no way, not anymore, you know, happy to leave them go for a couple of days, but certainly not a week. I just think that looks untidy, particularly if you're a marketing guy. So for me, they're onerous. Uh, They're like children. Uh, I remember you describing having a forum like that. It's having a social media channel for your business is like having a baby. You've got to populate it. Yeah, you know, I know with my LinkedIn group for small business, big marketing, one of the listeners a few months ago just said, you know, where's Timbo? Hadn't been there for a few few weeks. And it's like, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you, yeah. you start it, man. Like if, I don't have a yeah. group on LinkedIn and that's because I'd yeah. have to turn Correct. up to it. Yeah. <laughs> and And, you know, if people want to interact with me, they'll go to the place that I'm committed. So I've, I've sort of got this approach that's worked pretty well for me. Like, Firstly, I have a hit-and-run approach with social media. That is I get in, I get out. Otherwise, you could be tempted to have that Facebook tab Whoa. open all day long and just chipping away at it and actually getting nothing, nothing done because most people are stuck in consumption mode, not creation mm-hmm. mode. So that's number one. I use my social media more as a channel to pipe out my creation and syndicate it. And I choose my channels carefully. I know that I get different people on different channels, but I don't believe you've got to be everywhere. I'm really not active on Google Plus mm-hmm. at all. I'm not active on LinkedIn, and I'm not that active on Twitter. I'm mostly a Facebook guy, mm-hmm. and that is because it's it's fun and it's easy. I'd do it anyway, even if I wasn't getting money from it. And I can easily manage my social page and my fan page. So I've just got the minimum collateral there. And I you know, keep, you keep an eye it? on Freedom Ocean, but yep. um, we don't heavily promote that or do much, apart from change that fatty picture of us with a skinnier one. <laughs> have you done <laughs> which that? Which is much nicer.
1: Have you done that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I must have a look. Um, yeah. Well, you I can know... see you've been visiting regularly in the last week. i <laughs> uh, not. <laughs> Tell me... Um, so with facebook one of the things that i say to my clients is you know whatever social media channel you choose be really specific on what role it's going to play is it going to be a customer service role is it going to be a conversation role is it a support role is it a you know what is it you know for me and i think i don't know whether i've shared this before but for me like small business big marketing's facebook is where i post the fun the light side of marketing i find funny headlines funny products funny customer service experiences and I post them and I give people an update about what I'm up to and when a new episode's out. But thats it's pretty clear what that's about. There's no marketing advice given, none of that. It's just fun. So then LinkedIn, my LinkedIn group is marketing advice. It's crunchy, juicy, in-depth, people asking marketing questions and the members answering them. And then Twitter is broadcast it's just, you know, there is a little bit of conversation. But for me, Twitter is just broadcasting. I know that's wrong or at least well, – Well, is it no? wrong well, no. though? That's really well, what we're talking about. What yeah, makes it
0: right or wrong? For, for me, so I have about 8,000 or so people following me and they can find out when I've updated my blog post and I might occasionally upload a picture or something or, or um, you know, check. I'm checking my app, James Shramko. I want to see what people are – asking me, but I really don't want it to be a support channel because that's like airing your dirty laundry. I just want it to get news, and occasionally it's useful just to answer people who use Twitter, so that's why I'm there. But for me, Facebook is by far and away the most useful asset for the way that I run my business now. I use my page to update all my blog posts and put uh, businessy stuff. And I use my personal thing, which is now maxed out. I'm at my 5,000 limit to post sort of more life pictures and that. But now people can subscribe. They don't have to be my friend to see it. It's open to the public and they can still subscribe to updates, even if I can't accept their request.
1: Your Facebook interests me. Like I see it coming through and I don't know, you're not as strict. You don't seem to have, you're not crystal clear on what role it plays. You've got some roles for it. You've got your sharing of, you know, you post your sunrises, um, you post the fact that you're out for coffee, you post a new episode of a, of a podcast. Um, it, is it just a social outlet that kind of puts a social side to your, your
0: business? Exactly. It's just me being myself. Mm. And here's something you probably don't know, and this is uh, amazing. Drum roll. Uh, I use it like my photo service, like some people would use Flickr. When I upload a picture like a sunrise or a a coffee shop picture or uh, an interesting sign or whatever, I will then actually go to that picture, I'll save that URL and then I'll use that URL in my own forums so I'm actually using it for photo hosting. And Also when I prepare a slideshow for an event or something, I'll scan back through my photo album and find relevant pictures and download those pictures for my slides. So it is pretty much a content hosting machine for me. Right. It's the central hub of
1: pictorial content. What do you mean? So you you upload a pic to your Facebook, you grab the link for that, and you use it in your forum. In what, what? Because you might want to
0: make comment about it? Yeah, I'll upload some analytics and then use that link. Or in my Silver Circle, I upload... I, every single day I post what I did for that day because members want to know more about my routine, the way I think about stuff, or what I'm experiencing, and it really deepens that bond. So if I do put a picture of a sunrise or a picture of a stand-up desk or a picture of a car or something or a picture of me at, at a location, you know, I might say, hey, I'm in Manila today, I'm meeting with the team. Uh, and enjoy to swim or whatever it just adds a lot more flavor to the relationship
1: so now google plus is interesting you, you, you've ignored google plus the only reason i use it uh and i use it as just like i don't put a lot of thought into it but i feel as though given google owners they will somehow reward you don't know how but it must be part of the algorithm that's all i can think of yeah i think think
0: you need a google plus account to put reviews on shops and things these days mm. and i think they suck at social media they're good at yeah. at apps they're good at search they're good at paid uh pay-per-click advertising but they're not mm-hmm. so good at social media they, they failed with buzz they failed with wave that google plus i mean the average man on the street has no idea what a google plus is no nah. if my kids nah. or my wife or my, my my friends or the cab driver or whatever if they don't know what it is it's it's a flop
1: and it's it's fascinating isn't it yeah. that a company it's almost as if they're like well we've got nothing else to do we'll just try and get into social media you know it's like i kind of get it because you know search is going social you know where we we used to they believe- have to
0: have a way to stop manipulation of backlinks which is the core seo way of getting ranked up until now and that, and as they keep watering down backlinks they they put in penalties for 80% anchor text and then they put in penalties for 50% anchor text. They're making it harder and harder for SEO. So social media will count. The reason you want to still syndicate your post to Google+, you want your little picture to show up and you want to be the rel author. Like you want to own your content. You want to tell Google, mm. this is my content. You want your little picture to pop up next to things you've liked or whatever. It really helps other people put trust in it. And it's great to have a little link coming from Google back to each one of your posts from Google+. And then of course, Because my standard operating procedure is that every post must have a picture, I still think that um, Pinterest, Google+, LinkedIn, and Facebook are still heavily picture-driven. People love and Mm -hmm. respond to pictures. They're massive on emotion, and that's why I'm taking advantage of it. So I'll still syndicate my stuff to it, but I'm not going to put a lot of time and effort into there. I'm going to put my time and effort into my paid communities where people pay for me to turn up and to post and I'm going to put effort into the big number 1 where everyone actually is which is Facebook.
1: No, it's it's a fair point. So you you're not completely not using Google Plus because I thought that's what you said before. Oh well, no, I every yeah. time I do a post, I will go along the little share
0: icons mm. on my post. I will tweet it, facebook it, google plus it, linkedin it and Pinterest, every single post, and each one of those I manually update it with the most relevant thing for that audience. So, LinkedIn, I'll put a more businessy tone. Uh, I might even go to your group and spam sorry, I mean, post (laughs) it to to your group because I know that your customers are my customers. Mm. So, I'm using LinkedIn groups by just selectively putting the most appropriate post. Now, I don't go and do this every day, but I probably do it once or twice a week. And I will, if it's a business-related topic, I'll really go and find those business groups and inject it in there. But I'm not going to stick around and be spending all day on LinkedIn. Mm. I mean, those guys are clever. They've got user-generated content. They've got paid advertising platforms. They're cleaning up from all of us hanging out on their platform. Yeah. My goal is to go and raid those platforms and drag people back to my platform, which is Superfast Business. Mm. And I want them on my email list and I want them coming back to my posts and I want them buying my products. That's the point. That's the point of social media for me is to go and get the people
1: and bring them back. No, I think that's a good point And it's reassuring to hear. I, I do feel sorry for those people who are just they get sucked into the vortex so so easily. And I've been there, we've all been there where you just go, I'll just go and check on Facebook and a half an hour later you're off watching, you know, a cat video hanging off a ladder. And it's just, you know, oh, where did that time go? And if you look at it, I was talking to my kids about this the other day who are getting into Facebook and I just, I just asked them, you know, you can't stop it but I just said, you know, reflect on what have you achieved in that time, you know, all that effort and all that kind of conversation where you could have done other stuff. I sound like an old man but just wanted to give them a sense that, you know, it's just a big hole at the end of the day that you're not going to have a lot to show for it.
0: Yeah, it's about return on your investment of time. And if time equals Mm -hmm. life, you've got to be investing your time on the things that make you happy. And if it's it's work-related, then you've got to, you know, imagine if you add up all the time you spend on social media, divide that by the dollars that you generated from that time. If you're not happy with that amount, then you're doing it wrong. In my case, Mm -hmm. I'm able to track my source. I've got... A lot of traffic coming to my sites from Facebook, a fair bit from Twitter, but mostly Facebook. And then I can support my Facebook pages by sponsored posts, promoted posts.
1: and How easy have Facebook made it to advertise now? They have. It's like one you click. Know, just, oh,
0: you, know, you can just drop 10 or wow. 20 bucks to get more people to find out about this Just stuff.
1: like that. I actually had my bank. I, I ran a Facebook advertising campaign the other day for my forum. And um, it wasn't for my forum. What was it for? I was just for a recent episode of my show and um, yeah my bank actually put a stop on my visa card because I just wanted to make sure that uh, that was it was legit which I thought was kind of interesting but boy oh boy one click one if you and and even if you want to be a little bit clever because the one click stuff doesn't really allow you from what I can pick up you can only if you want to advertise that post it's one click and you're away. But if you actually want to make changes to headlines and copy and images, you've actually got to go in. To uh, it's a, a little bit more complicated, but not just a few more minutes complicated. Is that right? Well, this is where posting it to your
0: page, you can be quite strategic. Now, what I do because I put a picture in every post on my blog, first I paste the picture. I paste the URL of my blog post into Facebook. Right. Mm -hmm. that will pull the picture and I get to choose the picture and it pulls the headline of the post. Then, and Jen Sheehan taught me this, you remove the URL from the text box and it keeps that post there and now you can type your compelling call to action. If you keep it very short and then put an ellipsoid, like dot, 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 that, if you put a curiosity puller and an ellipsoid, that is your little... Add now, you now you promote or sponsor that, that thing's gonna get you the click. So I get a massive click-through rate from these things. So a very short curiosity grabber pulling people into a picture that's a post on your site. People do this a little bit wrong. Sometimes they just upload the picture, sometimes they load a video directly to Facebook. Now I don't like to do that. That sounds awesome. It is awesome. So you can basically make your Facebook page posts look exactly like a paid ad from the outset by using that technique I just described with that little curiosity headline and ellipsoid, pulling the picture from the post and putting the and it gets the headline. Now instead of uploading your best content like your video or your image directly to Facebook, now you're linking back to your site and pulling people back to your site where and this is the advanced one, you drop that remarketing cookie on your site and now you can follow people around with
1: Google ads. Right, that's that's Freedom Motion Advanced. That, that's Black Belt Advanced. <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. I love it. Um... So, how would you sum up social media? It's here to stay. It's not going away. One thing I say when I talk about it uh, on stage is that it, it, you know what? It's simply people having conversations online. Don't try and overcomplicate it because that's what it is. You can people get lost in all the all the terminology and language that each of the channels have created. You know, pins and likes and views and retweets and hashtags. It's it's people having conversations online. I've got this amazing. Um, In fact, in my forum, someone put in the other day talking about they'd been to they'd heard they went to an event where a and I'm doing quote marks here a social media guru spoke, and this person said quote unquote this this guru from stage said that social media things like Facebook are only appropriate for social businesses, for example, gyms and cafes. So that person was defining businesses as they needed to be in like social industries, which I just thought was completely bizarre crazy it's crazy because almost every adult's on Facebook yeah yeah so but what it is good at is is turning a business it's you know if you reflect back like five ten years ago it was actually really hard for a business to be social uh, they had to put on maybe they had to put on an event you know and and bring people in that way but now it's incredibly easy and that's what social media allows us to do so whether you're selling ebooks from a website whether you've got an online store or whether you've got a bricks and mortar store, having a social strategy, having a way of of engaging with people in a conversational way, it's just a really important um, part of your marketing and and that's where social media is good. That's where I do love social media because at the end of the day, people buy from people. I mean, that's, you know, like. Yeah, and I, look, I think there's a, there's also a bit of a trap.
0: If you're an overly social person, it might just help you be more distracted. Yeah. Uh, but it has changed the dynamic. Businesses used to be just push, push, push and you know, jamming your, in, your, your letterbox full, blasting you on TV. Yep. Now they have to be more accountable. There's feedback loops. People can say if they're unhappy. So this shareability has done a few things. It's made businesses more accountable mm. to put out good stuff. Secondly, it's helpful for, for guys like you and I. If we've got podcasts or videos we want people to find out about, that's what the point of social media for me is. I can get out there, tell people about it, and if they like it, they can share it with their other friends and get stuff. Yeah. I'm finding my videos pop up in threads all over the place. Mm. I'm finding links from forums. I'm finding um, that on Facebook uh, groups people have embedded some of my YouTube videos, and they're coming back to my site. So the the ability to share information is increased. So you want to make sure that your information is good, and you've got a strong message.
1: Yeah, and, and I think share is a massive word. Again, we're on on the love side of social media for me the ability to create, uh, it for well, not the ability, it forces you to create quality content. And I always, you know, like use the analogy of being at a party, you know, if you're going to be at a party amongst a group of people, some you know, some you don't, you want to be able to engage with them in conversation, you want to have, have things to say that are interesting, that are going to encourage them to ask further questions and you know when you do that on social media that's when you start to get a bit of traction
0: so you asked me how would i summarize it i would say with social media you've got to know what the point of it is otherwise you will get sucked into a Mm. vortex oh yeah and once you know what the point is the most important thing is to be relevant so that you get your point done like for me the point is to tell people when i've put new content and to bring them back to my place so that they can get involved with my products and services plus on my Personal Facebook, it really is a social connection and expanding my network, improving the relationships that I've already got with people all around the world, and you know also a way to be informed and to inform. I, I find out a lot, and it, it's really interesting to discuss, and I quite enjoy that. And I will allocate a bit of personal time for Facebook that's outside of a pure business purpose, especially for my uh, normal page, and that's why a sunrise mm. or something. It mightn't be a businessy thing, but it helps people connect. And it's, you
1: love your sunrises, love Jimmy. You love it. Do them. love
0: it. It's it's <laughs> really it's it's an amazing beauty of nature.
1: What do you what do you say to? I, I reckon there's some listeners out there right now that have been, and I'll use the term beaten. They've been beaten by social media. They're just they're in that vortex. Would you go? You know, and they can't get out. They're being distracted. It's not. It's not creating business for them. It's affecting cash flow. It's affecting them creating, creating products or services that are going to sell. What do you say? Just would you say just leave it alone, walk away, shut it down for one month, go and just do not appear. Yeah,
0: just flick the switch from consumption to creation. Spend. A weekend in a hotel room with your laptop making podcasts or a product or something. Go and create an info product in a weekend that you can give away and put on your website and then tell everyone about it and hope they share it.
1: So effectively have – go and go. Yeah, okay. I get that. That kind of – that's a distraction. That's effectively saying go and create stuff to share. Create
0: instead of consume. If. Look, I've I've seen this. I actually had people visit my house, and I watched them pull up a computer next to mine, and start surfing YouTube for like three hours. I'm like, "What the are you doing?" Mm. And I didn't get it. I didn't know people do this. That you know, like I'm so hardcore focused. Yeah. Yeah. That like when I open my computer, I'm checking emails. I am updating my site. I'm answering forum posts. I'm basically doing activities that I get paid for. And I didn't really understand that people use it like that.
1: Oh, mate, and you, you are so in the minority.
0: I know. Well, it appears that I am. So I guess if you want to get more value from your social media time, approach it more like I approach it, which is hit and run and have a have a purpose, have a point. Know why you're doing it. Get in and get out. Put, put yourself on an egg timer. Give yourself 30 minutes to get in answer all the updates, put something fresh, and then get out. In fact, if you just made a a commitment to post two pieces of content per day instead of just reading
1: everyone else's posts, that would be a starting point. Interesting. Love to hear people's feedback on that. If you've got a point of view, if you reckon we're off the mark or on the mark, we've said something that resonates, touched a nerve, whatever it may be, go to freedomotion.com and this is episode 57 and leave us your thoughts in the show notes. Hey, James, I wanted to take a moment because one place that isn't very social is iTunes and uh, it annoys me that we can't respond to listener reviews that are left in iTunes. It just doesn't have that uh, functionality. So if you are one of those wonderful people who have left a listener review, we read every single one of them. James goes ahead and Frames that he prints them on that you know that canvas photo stuff. Uh, he prints them on that. Uh, the big ones that mention his name, he actually does put a frame around. All the others are just stretched canvas. But um, we thank you dearly for leaving them. It's a really important way of us knowing uh, how we're tracking. Um, we, uh, and the emails people send oh, us yeah. emails, and you know, well, we we do respond we to do those. Respond we're to social. Those. With we them. can respond to those because email has a reply button, and that's very clever of email to do that. But um. <laughs> Uh, we do, and we have um, we have got a listener episode coming up. Gee, I hope one day, mate, we can do some live stuff uh, in terms of, you know, like how Talkback Radio does it. I just think I'd love to, you know, be fun. I suppose it would be done... Haven't put a lot of thought into it, but we could do a webinar, I guess, and and do it that way. And um,
0: it's as easy as that. Yeah, we just open yeah. up, we set a date, open up a line, and do it live. Because uh, I still think the most fun I've ever had podcasting was our live episode from uh, Fastweb Formula Three. Yeah, that was you yeah. know with a crowded room, that was epic. It really was.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I will. Uh, I remember that for many reasons. Uh, one of I just come out of a of a that my I think it was I was two months out of spinal surgery and I was just you know trying to just uh, maintain a bit of mojo and I was massively overweight. I look back on those photos and just cringe. Uh, and the fact that we had a lot of fun on stage and you've got Fastweb Formula coming up in what when is it June? Yeah, Fastweb Formula Four yeah, in June. Uh, wow, exciting stuff. Um, details?
0: Uh, well, it's going to be in Sydney. It'll be two days and I'm definitely talking about podcasting there I'll de- and I'll be filming a live podcast. I-, I want you
1: to come but you may or may not be. You- yeah, look, I'm I'm, I'm a 50-50 um, because I'm doing a lot more speaking these days. It's hard to commit to things, knowing that gigs may may get booked. But I'll certainly within three weeks of um of fast web, I'll be able to go yay or nay for sure. Definitely, would love to be there.
0: I would love you to be there, and so would our audience of very, very highly qualified, committed, amazing people who fly in from all around the world for this event. Yeah, they so do. They do. That would be fun. I I remember that episode because that was the one where you forced me to admit that I am human and made massive mistakes. <laughs>
1: oh yes well if we do another show from stage i will have to have some curly (laughs) questions in order as well but uh now mate uh gonna love you and leave you you've got work to do over there and um i'm off to vietnam on monday monday night i'm giving a talk over there to a group of well-heeled financial advisors i'm looking forward to that and um you just need to kind of manage the humidity nothing worse than sweating on stage with the business well, why don't shirt you
0: on, James? Uh, why don't you upload a couple of pics onto social media for us to have a look at hey
1: Hey, I will do that. <laughs> Take do us that. with I'll, you. Uh, Take
0: us on the journey.
1: Yeah, I'll do that. I'll um, I'll share the love. I'll um, I'll, I've never been to Vietnam, so I'm quite. A, I love going to new countries like that. And um, I'm just going to bed down. I'm I'm speaking in Ho Chi Minh uh, on the Wednesday, just for 90 minutes. Uh, but I'm tagging a few days on the back end to have a look around. So um, well, you should catch up with a friend
0: of ours, Brendan Tully. He's a great yeah? guy. He's over there at the moment. Yep. What's he do? He's in the web space, and uh, he's also setting up a podcast, and he's got some very interesting side businesses there as well. So you'd get on great. And
1: uh, is he in Ho Chi
0: Minh? I don't know where he's over there, he, probably. Oh. And I uh, know oh, he might be actually in Chiang Mai. I have no idea where that is.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take you up on that. I'll get his details once we uh, once we finish this app. So, um, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We love the fact that you do because otherwise there'd be no show. It'd be just James and I jabbering onto each other. We'd probably still do it, but um, thanks for tuning in. It's Freedom Ocean is what you're listening to. You can check us out at freedomocean.com or head over to likefreedomocean.com. That's our Facebook and uh, if there's anything you'd love us to cover in future episodes, don't be shy. Flick us an email too. What would that? I uh, would just go to the website. You can actually send us a voice message. Wasn't it something at? Uh, it was something at freedomotion.com. Yeah. And uh, but you can also leave a voice message on the website. Hey James, have a good time in Manila, mate. See you next time.
0: Yeah, fly safe. See you, Timbo.
1: See ya.